Ladies and gentlemen, would you please rise for the playing of the Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast. And here's your host, Jana, and her big brother, Jeff. Thanks for joining me this week on the Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast. Uh, I am your host, uh, Jeff, and I'm here all alone this week as uh, Jana was off enjoying herself and then some other things. We'll talk about her. We'll, We'll talk with her next week about everything that happened, what she went and did, other changes that are going on uh, with her. And next week, we'll talk about uh, playoffs more in depth, uh, especially as it concerns the Dodgers. So it's kind of a sad day on Wednesday with the end of the baseball season. All but 12 teams packing up, calling it the offseason. Some people were sad. I know I was a little sad, even though the playoffs are coming. Still, there's a lot of baseball every single day. Playoffs, at the beginning, there'll be a lot. We'll talk a little bit about that. But as it goes on, then you get to just one game a day. Eh, You know, it's not as great. But it'll be the playoffs, and uh, hopefully if if the Dodgers win it all, that'll be even better. Um, Like I said, some happy things happen, some sad things happen. One in particular is all in how you look at it. So let's get right to it on this week's Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast. Well, let's start everything off today talking about playoffs. Regular season's over. Um, We had, what, one, two, three, four total teams win over 100 games. Uh, Only the Asterisks did it in the American League. The Yankees were number two at 99. Dodgers. 111 wins on the season. The Braves and the Mets actually tied with the regular season record, but because the Braves swept the Mets just this last weekend, uh, they got the tiebreaker, so they win the NL East. They came from way back, uh, one of the best records since, like, June, and at one point they were, like, seven and a half games back, and they overtook the Mets to win the East. Only a couple of teams that made the uh, the playoffs, the uh, Padres and the Phillies in the National League had under 90 wins, and the Rays out of Tampa Bay was the only team that had under 90 wins. So here's the final playoff setup. In the National League, uh, you're going to have St. Louis playing Philadelphia. St. Louis is the home team by virtue of the fact that they're the number three speed, seed, and they won the NL Central. Philadelphia, the last of the wild card teams, uh, will take them on. Uh, the winner of that series will play Atlanta, who gets a first round bye. And then the Mets and the Padres will be taking each other on with the Mets holding a home court advantage on that one. So all three games of the wild card series will be played in either St. Louis or at uh, City Field uh, with the Mets. Uh, there won't be a back and forth with that. It starts tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then we look towards uh, the uh, the division series, which will be the, the Mets or the Padres will take on the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers have won uh, home field advantage throughout by virtue of their uh, MLB best record. Uh, in the American League, Tampa Bay 
uh, will be heading to Cleveland. Winner of that series will play the Yankees. And then Seattle will play Toronto in Toronto. Houston will be waiting for them. And once we get to the division series, there is home and away. So like the Dodgers, the Braves, the Yankees, and Houston will play the first two games of the series at home. And then they will head on the road to play whoever they end up with. It looks like uh, overall... We're not going to do a Will of IL this week because we're going into the playoffs. And a lot of guys just ended up being out for the season because they weren't going to go anywhere else. They just figured, let's shut it down. Um, Some of the teams, like Atlanta, has some pitchers out. Um, Spencer Strider talking about uh, he's had an oblique, 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 uh, on my side um, issue. And will he be back to pitch in any part of the playoffs? Remains to be seen, but they're hoping. Uh, Kirby Yates, another pitcher for them, is also uh, sitting there as maybe a potential return, as well as Ozzie Albies, who, if you remember, like broke a finger. And uh, the Mets have Starling Marte out. Not sure what's going on. As of uh, just a couple of days ago, he wasn't able to grip the bat. He uh, has a uh, displaced fracture in his right middle finger, and he just can't grip the bat. So it may be maybe the uh, uh, they were hoping to play in the division series, but they fell apart, and the Braves ended up taking it. But he may be back for that if they make it that far. Philadelphia, just a couple of uh, players, nothing uh, big. St. Louis the same way. Uh, Tampa Bay had been looking good going in. They got Tyler Glass now back, who's been looking pretty good, and they're going to use him as a starter. Came back at just the right time for the playoffs. He's been gone quite a bit. For quite a while, I think he had the Tommy John surgery, as I recall. And so he's just finally getting back into play. But he's he's back in time for the playoffs, which helps uh, with uh, Shane McCallahan. Uh, he can kind of come in and slide in number two behind him. But one of their top relievers, uh, Colin Posh, uh, had an oblique injury. Another one of those uh, oblique, oblique, out my side injuries. Um, so... Not sure what's going to happen with him, but it does look like he's out for the remainder of the season, however long, however much longer that may be for Tampa Bay. Uh, Toronto's got a couple of their big names um, or big contributors uh, on the verge of coming back, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Santiago Espinal, who I believe was a player of the week at one point uh, during the season. Um, he, both of those, are they're about the same spot on their way. Cleveland got uh, Zach Plezak back after he slammed his fist into the ground and, and broke a bone. It looks like he's good. He's been activated. Uh, the um, Seattle, uh, there might be hurting a little bit. Uh, they did get Julio Rodriguez back, so that's a big thing. Uh, but Sean Haggerty, I mean, sorry, Sam Haggerty, uh, utility player that they have, is having issues, uh, groin issues. And that could be a big a big blow to them because he has been uh, a major contributor uh, with them. But getting Julio Rodriguez back at the right time is uh, perfect. Uh, Houston, the asterisks aren't really without anybody at this point, other than Michael Brantley, but he's been gone all season long. They did all this without him. Uh, Yankees are potentially getting Matt Carpenter back, who had a great season up until his injury. Uh, Andrew Benatendi and Frankie Montas are both guys that they think they might be able to get back in there. And then, of course, we'll talk a little bit more next week about what's happening with the Dodgers. But 
Chris Taylor having some neck issues. Skip, Blake Trinan, Dustin May, uh, Code Red there. All of them are in different stages of recover from whatever was happening with them. Not sure. I think the one that's probably the closest to coming back is Skip Bickford. And then uh, we'll see. Blake Trina came back, had some issues. Dustin came back, pitched well in a couple spots, but then just kind of fell off. Probably won't see them on the uh, on the first, on the division series uh, rosters. But like I said, we'll talk about that uh, more next week when they actually uh, start play, which uh, we'll talk about a little bit more during uh, the Dodger segment. So lots to talk about overall. We're going to we're gonna do today, we're going to do a full wrap-up on the season. Um, the Angels, that'll be the end of it. Uh, we won't talk about the Angels until maybe later, until one of the last episodes where we kind of look into things and what to expect. Dodgers, we'll, uh, we'll put the wrap-up on that. Take a couple of minutes to kind of think about where they are and if anything that's happened uh, is a foreshadowing for the uh, for the playoffs and then we'll get to around uh, around baseball and we'll uh, we'll fill in some of the holes uh, for some things we'll talk about the MIB MILB the minors uh, playoffs and who won those uh, who else will be joining in on the world baseball classic and uh, and a few other things and uh, we'll, we'll also take one last look at the league leaders so why don't we go ahead and uh, head on over to the big A Big news for the Angels this last week. Um, and actually, they overall, um, they kind of closed out with a whimper. Uh, but they had a they had a really good opening the last of the last three series. Uh, they come out ahead with uh, winning more than they lost. Uh, but the last three games were, were a little tough up in Oakland. We'll get to those in a second. Uh, one thing that uh, did happen. Uh, here at the end was the return of Anthony Rendon. So he won't have to to uh, serve his suspension for getting into that brawl with the Mariners back when he was injured with a cast on his arm uh, next season. He took care of it this season and even got a couple of games in. So let's take a look right now at uh, the first season or the first series uh, with the A's and that was at home. Uh, four to three. Uh, they actually they sweep the A's. Well, just to to put that there, they sweep the A's. Uh, Patrick Sandoval pitched game one. Michael Lorenzen in game two, and Shohei in game three. Uh, Sandoval really good. Uh, kind of his standard. Threw uh, five and a third. Uh, gave up six hits, only three runs. Struck out four. Uh, Ryan Tapera actually ends up getting the win. Jimmy Herget grabs a save. And uh, Luis Renjifo, Levon Soto, Joe Adele, and Matt Thice, all with RBIs. Uh, Shohei, Taylor Ward, and Matt Duffy, two hits each. Uh, the the A's could thank uh, the A's have uh, Nick Allen and uh, Christian Pace to um, to thank for um, for good efforts to keep them in the game. Uh, in that four to three loss, uh, game two, Mike Trout, Taylor Ward, both homer, uh, Taylor Ward two for four, and Logan O'Hope, who the uh, Angels got for our um, in a trade with, in fact, basically for Brandon Marsh. Captain! 
Um, and um, Thor, uh, they got Logan O'Hope, who is a catcher, and immediately became the number one prospect in the Angels uh, system. Uh, he made his debut, and like I said, Michael Lorenzen, not too bad. Uh, eight strikeouts uh, over five innings, gave up three hits and one run. Uh, Connor Koppel had an RBI, and Tony Kemp scored the one run for the A's. Uh, Connor Koppel uh, plays in with a run, and Dermis Garcia uh, also came in and or a single not a run but uh, a single uh, and uh, Dermis Garcia got a single as well uh, to break up Shohei's no hit bid he throws eight gives up the two hits strikes out 10 and gives up a walk uh, it was a, a ball that kind of ate up Levon Soto he tried to make a play on it couldn't do it got past him and that broke up the no hitter uh, and in that one 13 team hits for them. It was Aaron Loop who gave up the uh, the two runs uh, to the A's. Levon uh, Soto and uh, Renhifo both with two hits. Shohei, two for four in his outing, trying to help himself out. Trout, one for three with a double. And Taylor Ward, three for three. Uh, Max Stassi, along with Taylor, had a home run. So they, they, uh, they finish up with... With the A's, they have three more to go, and then and at that point they welcome in the Rangers for the final series against them for this season, and they sweep them too. It's pretty incredible. They had at that point coming in from the week prior a seven-game uh, win streak before they would finally lose. Uh, the only other team in MLB to kind of finish the season close to like that was the Cubs, who also had a seven-game win streak. So. Game one versus Texas uh, sees Anthony Rendon get activated to start serving that three-game suspension. Reed Detmers on the hill goes six, gives up one run, strikes out nine. The team struck out 16. Total Renhifo with a home run. Adele with a home run and two hits. Trout, Shohei, and Ward all with two hits apiece. Uh, game two, Jose Suarez on the mound. He throws seven innings, gives up two hits, two runs, strikes out six. Levon Soto, three for three that night. And uh, Kurt Suzuki, as he's finishing up his career, this is uh, pretty much his last homestand. And uh, Matt Dice both get an RBI in the 3-2 to two victory. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe with the home run and two RBIs for the Rangers finish everything up on uh, with the Sunday match which had we not had that delay uh, because of the lockout this would have been it the Sunday game would have been the end of the season um, and if that had been the case Aaron Judge wouldn't have hit 62 at least we don't think maybe he would have but uh, he he needed to get uh, he needed to go on. We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Um, and in this game was the very last game for Kurt Suzuki, uh, a home game in an Angels uniform as a home game. Not uh, total, but he uh, he came out, caught the very first pitch, and then they took him out of the game. And, uh, and that was it. That was the end of his Angel career in Anaheim with home games. Um, 
you know, guy won a World Series championship, spent a lot of time. Uh, he had a he had a decent career. Farewell to him. Obviously, he still has a three about three more games, and he's gonna and he finished up where he started out. Uh, Mike Trout uh, drove the uh, the Angels that day to an eight to three victory. Went three for four, hitting his thirty ninth home run, and becomes uh, the player. We already know that he owns Seattle, hit more home runs against Seattle than any other player. Now he can say he's hit more home runs versus the Texas Rangers since they've been in Texas because at one time they were the Washington Senators. Uh, And he passes Reggie Jackson uh, as the most home runs versus the Rangers all time. Taylor Ward, three for four with an RBI. Logan O'Hope plays in there well, gets a hit. Soto. Levon, three for four, and David Fletcher back off of the uh, IL um, from that uh, broken hand finger thing going on, goes two for four. Uh, Corey Seager with a home run and two RBIs uh, to power the uh, the three runs uh, by the Rangers, and that wraps that series. So they sweep the first two series of the last three, and then they head up to Oakland. Patrick Sandoval back on the hill again. He doesn't give up a run during his six innings. Strikes out six. Nope, it was Jimmy Herget and Jose Quijada who kind of let things fall apart. And they, they do go to Zinnings, but the A's walk away with a 5-4 to four win. Anthony Rendon, back in the game, goes 0 for 2, strikes out twice, and commits an error. Renhifo replaces him at third base, goes 0 for 2, he does get a walk and an error. Uh, LeVon Soto, two for five, a lot, as, as well was uh, Taylor Ward. Joe Adele with two RBIs. It was Seth Brown and Tony Kemp who uh, who helped the, uh, the A's win that game. Tony Kemp singling in the ghost runner in Zinnings. Uh, second night of the series, almost the same idea. Zinnings. Once again, only this time, the uh, the Angels only lose two to one. Still a one-run game, but they still lost. Lorenzen, another great start, six innings pitch, three hits, gives up no runs, strikes out seven. It is Andrew Wants and Ryan Tapera who give up the two runs. Levon Soto one for one with a run scored. Matt Duffy two for four, and Mike Trout finishing out the season strong, two for four. Sean Murphy. Uh, was the uh, catalyst for the A's going three for five. And then finally, in the final game of the sweep, Shohei Otani once again makes history, becomes the first player to not only qualify as a pitcher for all the end of the season stats, also as a batter. So he he is... Uh, he doesn't, you know, if you don't get enough innings pitched and things like that, you don't qualify for certain uh, stats at the end. Uh, so he does whatever he ended up at, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, he is, um, you know, he was he led the Angels in just about everything except for home runs because that would have been Mike Trout. Mike Trout comes in second in the American League to Aaron Judge. Hits his 40th in the Wednesday season finale, uh, not only with the A's, but the end of the season. He went two for three, also had a double. Joe Adele with a triple. Uh, And that 
that pretty much is it. Zach Weiss gave up two runs, and uh, his runs came off of a retirement home run. We mentioned in the past Stephen Voigt, uh, catcher for the A's, uh, was retiring in his last at-bat as an A. He hit a two-run shot, and that finished up his career. And it was quite the home run trot. He was um, he was very excited. What a way to go out. You kind of go out on top. And the A's win it 3-2. to two. Uh, The Angels finished with a 73-89 and 89 record. And... You know, it could it should have been a lot better. We expected a lot better. It just uh, it just wasn't meant to be. Um, and now, when I talk about good news and bad news, there were some silver linings. Kind of cool to see Anthony Rendon find his way back and get to, uh, you know, get those those suspension games out of the way and start getting back into baseball. He's got the off season to get himself right and hopefully uh, putting himself in a position to uh, play if not Luis Renhifo has Renhifo has been playing a great third base and it's great because he can play second short um, and third so uh, he definitely has proven himself and should be showing up again next year so that was one silver lining Levon Soto took the opportunity giving to him and um, I did see some people on Twitter asking do you give him is that enough what he's done to give him a better shot it was like you know, absolutely, because unlike with Joe Adele, who really didn't make the best of his um, opportunities, Levon Soto did, and that's a, that's a pretty good one. Now, overall, I would say it was a down season. Um, you know, saw some good things, especially that six-game, seven-game winning streak really showed, and I think that that streak... Um, Bad news for most of us fans, but good news for Phil Nevin as he was uh, given a uh, one-year contract. So he'll be there next year, and we'll see We'll see where he ends up. But he does have a, a shot to lead them on. Not sure really in the big picture how's that going to play out. I honestly see him getting fired early on if things are falling apart for the Angels. Uh, before we get to our Silver Linings uh, Award winner this week, know that the next time we'll see the Angels play is spring training. We talked a little bit about that uh, a couple of episodes ago, and that'll start in February for them. Uh, Shohei Otani, some of the things that uh, he did, he was uh, number 25 in batting average with a 273 average. Um, home run-wise, he, um, he had been leading the team, and then Mike Trout uh, pretty much took took over from there. But Shohei ends up fourth with 34 total home runs. Uh, with RBIs, he is seventh in, uh, with 95. Uh, he was eighth, finished eighth with 90 runs scored. So, uh, you know, he is overall, I mean, I, I mean obviously Aaron Judge, hit tops on so many different levels um, that and we're really we really get tied to those things and with with his home run record now for the American League all-time home run record and the Yankee leader um, you know there's a lot of I think when you beat guys who have such legends attached to their names Babe Ruth Roger Maris guys like that that um, it really does change the overall view 
Shohei, though, so good across the board on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, 160 hits on the season. Pretty good. Uh, you know, pitching-wise, he ends up with a 2.33 ERA, which puts him fourth in the American League, all all of the American League. Uh, he um, he pitched 162 innings. Uh, like I said, on the, on the final game, pitched pretty well. Uh, he had uh, 28 total starts. He really did have, um, you know, a great a great season on uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, Patrick Sandoval had uh, had one shutout on the season uh, that put him up tied for uh, first because that was it. Nobody had multiple shutouts on the season, so lots uh, lots of reasons why uh, Shohei could be MVP. And you know we'll talk about. We'll talk about that. I'm sorry, it was 166, not 162 innings for Shohei. But we'll talk about that coming up when we get more towards the end of the playoffs and we're getting more involved with the award season, which will happen sometime in November. So this week I am going to give out my Silver Linings Award to Levon Soto. The rookie hit 448, uh, had three doubles, a triple, 13 hits, five RBIs, and played pretty decent defense all uh, in every game there between short and second, mostly at short. Um, with the exception of, uh, you know, that ball getting by him that uh, that uh, ended Shohei's no-hit bid, uh, pretty, uh, pretty good week. And that uh, actually week and a half. And that'll wrap things up for the Angel season. Like I said, we'll talk about them a little farther down the road when we get to the last episode of our season. Just kind of maybe like, here's what we're looking for in the off season, what we could expect, um, and uh, and you know any other changes that are made by then. Typically, nothing's going to happen until after the World Series. It's time for Dodger baseball. Dodgers sliding into like Trey Turner. A really smooth slide into the playoffs. They'd already clinched uh, by the time they were taking on uh, the their final uh, foes over the last nine games of the season. Three of those would be versus the Padres in San Diego. And then uh, the next six would all be at home versus the Rockies. Uh, all because of the change in scheduling from the lockout. So they head down to San Diego, and they take on the Padres, and in game one, was tough. They go to Zinnings, and we know they always have an issue in Zinnings, and they walk off uh, with a 4-3 to three loss. Uh, Tyler Anderson, who's for sure going to be uh, one of the top pitchers uh, moving into the playoffs, Six innings, three hits, two runs. Only struck out three. Craig Kimbrell got a shot at uh, closing things out. He walks three and uh, with two outs, gives up a walk-off walk to the Padres. And like I said, they walk away with a 4-3 victory. Blake Snell on the hill for the Dregs. Um, it's going to be interesting to see them in the playoffs as well because Blake Snell, you Darvish, Joe Musgrove, uh, even Mike Clevenger has his moments. It'll be uh, Sean Manea has also uh, in one of his later starts here to end the season. Uh, pitched pretty well, 
So, and that's when they, they clinched. It took them till almost the end to finally clinch their uh, playoff spot. They got in before the Phillies did, but uh, they had a hard time. And we really thought they were going to be kind of like Dodgers, Padres this year, like it was Giants and Dodgers last year. And it didn't come to be. And it, I would say it's not even because of Fernando Tatis Jr. I'm just saying nobody really carried the team like Manny Machado did. And we'll talk about him at another point, especially when we start talking about postseason awards and the uh, MVP. Uh, Nick Martinez uh, follows up Snell and gives up uh, two hits and two runs. Uh, Robert Suarez was actually the reason Nick Martinez, he let him on base, and then Suarez inherited him and let him in. Uh, uh, Hater uh, with a blown save. Uh, but, like I said, they were able to um, to get past the uh, the Dodgers thanks to uh, Kimbrell falling apart. Trey, uh, Turner, three for five with two runs. Uh, Freddie Freeman, 0 for 2 with only a run. He did have a run score. Uh, Max had a uh, a couple of RBIs, one of those uh, with a fielder's choice and a wild pitch, actually, by uh, Josh Hader that um, allowed a run to score. So he picked up a uh, RBI there, CT3 with a single and an RBI. Uh, game two saw Julio on the mound and another Zinnings game. Uh, not a lot of offense from either team in that game. Uh, Julio goes six, gives up no runs, only strikes out five. Vesia gave up a hit. And then Phillips, Almonte, and Conley all shut down uh, the dregs. Mookie with two hits, uh, Freddie with a hit and an RBI. Uh, only five team hits total, and they walk away with a one to nothing victory. Uh, Musgrove, Joe Musgrove, five hits, uh, five innings, over uh, and five hits, but no runs given up. It was the bullpen that uh, that fell apart for him, and that's going to be a Padres issue uh, going into the playoffs. Uh, game three versus the Dregs it was a Jumbo Jack game and a bullpen game. Uh, Bruce Star Gratterall, Bazooka on the mound to start it. Uh, goes an inning, gives up three hits, two runs. Uh, David Price to the end gets the save. Andrew Haney comes out of the uh, pen for four innings, gives up three hits, no runs, strikeout six. Even when he's not pitching well, he's striking out a lot. Uh, Trey Turner, Will Smith, uh, two hits each. Smith with a home run and Miguel Vargas, one for two with three RBIs, scoring Smith, Trey, and Freddie. Um, it was uh, Jerks and Profar and Brandon Drury who helped kind of drive the uh, the offense for the uh, for the Dregs. And that wrapped it up. No more versus the Dregs unless the Dregs beat the Mets to play the Dodgers. And honestly, between the two of them, I think I'd rather see the Padres because the, the Dodgers won 14 of 19 against them. 14 and 5 over the series. It pretty much owned them. It didn't look like in the past where uh, they would, you know, play they didn't play him as tough uh, as they have in the past and that brings in the Rockies for the final series of the season um, the the Dodgers can't get too comfortable because they've had these last six at home they were only down in San Diego for the three they have last six games at home and then they're they've got the uh, 
the first part of the playoffs off. So they don't start playing again until the 11th. They'll play the 11th and 12th, and then the next time they'll play away from home uh, would be the 14th with a travel day. Um, So uh, now's the time to rest some guys. It's also a time to start figuring out who's going to make it. I've seen a lot of potential lineups, and the only issue I've had with all of them is I don't see Hans or Alberto on any of those. And I would think you'd want him, not only because he's a great cheerleader uh, in the dugout, he does come up big in different situations, and you can use him to pitch, just like they did in Game 1 versus Colorado. 10-1 to win. Uh, I mean, it's a blowout. Kershaw on the mound, six innings pitch, gives up no runs uh, but five hits, strikes out four. Uh, Yancey Al- Almonte, David Price, and Hanser Alberto, who did give up the one run, uh, so the other pitchers were able to shut down the Rockies. Uh, Alberto gives up that one run, but they win that. Uh, Mookie, three for four. CT, three, three for four with two RBIs. Cody with a home run, three-run shot at that. Will Smith, two hits. And uh, like I said, they take that victory. Game two, they walk into that with Michael Grove, who ends up going on the disabled list. Doubt he will be back for any of the playoffs. Maybe, but uh, I doubt it. It just depends on how the pitching goes. And with Kershaw, Urias, um, and uh, Tyler Anderson, at least those three, and we'll see what else you know pops up and uh, you know potentially for the uh, for the Dodgers pitching that's a good start you're not going to need Michael Grove uh, but he did help out get through the end of the season he he goes 5 innings gives up 4 runs and uh, two of those are home home runs uh, to Brendan Rodgers and uh, Ryan McMahon uh, Kyle Freeland on the mound for the Rockies goes 5 and 2 thirds gives up just one run on 7 hits it was uh, Denelson Lamett and Gavin Hollowell, who uh, gave up most of the runs. In a 6-4 victory for the Dodgers, Mookie and Trace with doubles. Freddie and Trey, two hits each. Uh, Cody, again, 3-4. for four. He's turning it on, looking MVP-like. And then Joey Gallo, also with two RBIs. Uh, the halfway point of this series, Game 3, a Jumbo Jack game, thanks to Tyler Anderson uh, throwing uh, 10 Ks over... Uh, Six uh, or over five innings. Andre Jackson comes in, though, and kind of lets the uh, lets it get away. Of course, Tyler Anderson did give up two runs, as did Andre Jackson. Uh, Herman Marquez uh, pretty much dominated the uh, the Dodgers. Eight Ks, him uh, alone, and then uh, fifteen total. They struck out the Dodgers fifteen different times. Uh, Brendan Rogers with a um, a home run. It would be Trace, JT, Cody, and uh, uh, that provided uh, all the offense. Freddie and Trey, five strikeouts between them. That's pretty unusual. Uh, and Freddie's right there working on getting, you know, hoping for a batting title. Uh, him and Jeff McNeil battling it out. Can't have nights like that, especially at the end of the season. Fourth game of the series, another loss, uh, two to one. The Dodgers throw nine pitchers in total. 
Uh, it is uh, Brewstar Gratterall who gets the loss, gives up two hits and a run. It was Tony Gonsolin's return. He only throws two innings. It gives up three hits, one run, strikes out three. But it looked, um, he looked pretty good as far as, uh, as good as he could coming back off of the injury. Hopefully uh, he'll be ready and we can add him into that starting rotation uh, so that they've got four solid pitchers. The Dodger pitching staff overall for the whole season was the best pitching staff in baseball. Some nights it didn't seem like it. But uh, but they were. Uh, Dodgers lose game five, five to two. Julio Urias on the mound gives up two of those five runs. Only strikes out four and gives up two home runs, one to Brendan Rodgers and one to Sean Bouchard. It was Randall Grychuk who also had a home run off of Andrew Haney. He throws four innings, gives up three runs, five hits, but strikes out seven. So he'll be probably a good piece out of the bullpen. Like I said, we'll talk a little more about that next week. Uh, Joey Gallo with a home run to help drive the Dodgers, get them on the board in the 5-2 loss. So on the final game of the season, it was Kershaw Day. And uh, we saw a couple of uh, things happen. Number one, we saw the Dodgers wake up after a couple of games snooze, like about a three-game snooze. After losing the middle three here, three, four, and five in game six, it's a jumbo jack game, Kershaw. Uh, went uh, five innings, gave up one hit, one run, struck out nine. The Dodgers struck out 17 Rockies over the game. Cody Bellinger with a home run, went two for four. Uh, and then uh, Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman both got their 100th RBIs of the season. Trey's uh, coming after a three-run home run. And it is the first time in his career that he's had 100 RBIs. Most he ever hit, 77 was the most runs he's ever driven in. Freddie falls one point short of tying or winning the um, the batting title. He ends up at 325, which is pretty spectacular still. Um, and I will say this. Jeff McNeil did not play on the final game of the season because they knew that he, win it, he won it and that if uh, that uh, Freddie had to have a four-for-four four game to even be close. And so, uh, to me, that seems kind of like cheating. You know, if you've got, like, a 20-point lead, then that's one thing. But when you're right down there to, like, just one point, you should have to play. Uh, so, Freddie got his 100th RBI of the season as well. Goes three for four, a double, and a home run to finish things off. Uh, ends up second in the, uh, in the league in uh, batting. Ezekiel Tovar for the Rockies with a home run to finish up his season. Uh, so, like I said, everybody else is going home. The Dodgers are uh, are staying home and waiting for the winner of the Mets or the Padres on the 11th. Uh, they finish with a 111 and 50 record. Um, they could have been more, but still 111 wins, even with those three losses. They just got a little sloppy in their play, I think. Uh, both defensively, the bats were kind of sleepy. You know, the, the, the problem is now is do you, how much do you read into that? Do you read a lot into it that the Dodgers are, like, ready to fall apart? Is that not good going into the playoffs? Or was it just, hey, we're taking a break. We're not we're, – we're detaching a little bit from the game. 
so we're not as mentally into the uh, to the to the game, and uh, we're going to re-engage. And it looked like on this last game of the series, uh, they certainly re-engaged, and they didn't let the uh, the Padres get away with it, even though they had already made the playoffs. They were like, "Nope, we're getting there." So the Dodgers do something that hadn't been done in like. One of my favorite stats, like over a hundred years, the Pirates were the last time, the last team, to um, in like 1909. So it's been you know a long time, over a hundred years, to to win 110 games. With the 111, they end up tying the 1906 Cubs, I think it was, who who won 111 games as well. Uh, this week, my player of the week. Goes to the NLERA title holder. He won it all uh, as far as pitching goes uh, with a 2.16 ERA on the season. Julio Urias, the uh, the new ace on the uh, the Dodgers staff. Over the week, he went one he had a 1.64 ERA over 11 innings. Just gave up two runs, which were two home runs, which we talked about that uh, he gave up uh, just. Uh, in that uh, game five uh, loss of the series with Colorado. So like I said, uh, next week we'll talk a lot more about the Dodgers as we get ready for them to uh, to start uh, their playoff run in the uh, NLDS. All right, I'm hopping in the dugout cart to take a ride around baseball. I want to remind you that you can catch us on social media, Grab us on uh, on our IG Instagram account, the Gram on the line at uh, at sibling rivalry BB. You can also catch us on Twitter, sibling at sibling rivalry BB without the A. So let's start off and take a look at um, the uh, playoffs for the minor leagues. Uh, talked about and made a big deal about the whole deal going up in Vegas. The first time they've ever done this. There are two AAA leagues: the Pacific Coast League and the International League. And the champion of each leagues, so almost like the American League and the National League, the championship of the PCL and the International Leagues were both played in Vegas. El Paso Chihuahuas, the Padres team, and the Reno Aces faced off. And then from the International League, it was the Nashville Sounds versus the Durham Bulls. The winners of those games went on to play the championship. Uh, That would have been the Reno Aces versus the Durham Bulls. And thanks to Bly Madras's four-hit, four-RBI game, uh, the Durham Bulls walked away as the AAA champions. For the first time that they've ever done this, uh, looks exciting and looks like uh, something that you'll want to do again next year, maybe even be um, part of, uh, maybe make a trip to uh, to Vegas uh, for that. Let's take a look now at uh, how the playoffs ran out for... uh, Double A, it was in the Eastern League, the Somerset Patriots. The Yankees uh, farm team played the Erie Seawolves, and the Patriots uh, took the title for the Eastern League. In the Southern League, uh, the Tennessee Smokies uh, took on the Angels' double uh, A team, the uh, Rocket City Trash Pandas, and uh, they went on, uh, Tennessee Smokies went on to play the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, the Marlins team. Uh, they had taken out the Montgomery Biscuits and uh, the Tennessee Smokies, the Southern League champs. Uh, Wichita Wind Surge 
versus the Frisco Rough Riders for the Texas League. And the Dodgers double-A uh, team, the Tulsa Drillers, uh, took, down Wichita, took on Wichita's uh, wind surge. Uh, the Twins team, Wichita, used to be the team, the Baby Kings, that was out of New Orleans. Uh, they're there now. Um, they get to beat by the Rangers double-A team. Uh, the Frisco Rough Riders. Uh, so that's uh, the Texas League champ is the Rough Riders. High A saw the South Bend Cubs over the Lake City uh, Captains. For the Northwest, I mean the Midwest League, the South Atlantic League, uh, the Bowling Green Hot Rods over the Aberdeen Ironbirds. And in the Northwest League, it was the Eugene Emeralds over the Vancouver Canadians. Uh, Cal League in the single A uh, Lake Elsinore Storm. Uh, took it. Uh, the Carolina League was Charleston River Dogs, and the Florida State League was the St. Lucie Mets. They beat the somewhere in Florida Blue Jays. I'm going to run through real quick. I didn't find, and I don't think they did any uh, Players of the Week uh, for the last uh, for the last week, week and a, uh, and a half of the series. But we did have Players of the Month, and the Players of the Month for the AL was Aaron Judge. Hitting 417 with 10 home runs and a 14.34 OPS, Edouard Escobar had a 3.40 average, eight home runs and a 10.42 OPS to be the NL Player of the Month. Uh, Emmanuel Class A, uh, Class A, 10 saves on the month, and uh, Camilo Duvall out of San Francisco got the National League nod with uh, nine saves over 13 games and 1.38 ERA. Pitchers of the Month would be Alec Manoa, who you will see start for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays uh, in the wild card series. Six starts and a uh, 0.88 ERA. Hugh Darvish from the Padres get the uh, National League Pitcher of the Month, five point, uh, I'm sorry, five and one on the week and uh, on the month, I mean, and 1.85 ERA. Uh, to uh, to finish up the month so great jobs by all those guys and then finally two guys that will probably figure into uh, one i think is probably going to win uh, the uh, national league rookie of the year award and that's probably michael harris too uh, over here the second sorry michael harris the second uh, michael harris too you're michael harris and you're michael harris too uh, Michael Harris II uh, hits 324 with six home runs over 26 games uh, in September. And then Stephen Kwan, who I think had had a full season, would be probably ahead of Julio Rodriguez. But I think Julio is probably going to take the American League uh, Rookie of the Year. Uh, Kwan in September, 21 runs scored over 28 games and a 325 batting average. Like I said, uh, we talked a little bit about the... Um, the issues with uh, uh, the injuries, not going to do a full wheel of IL. One thing I do want to mention, and I didn't mention it up there, is that um, the two big pitchers that the Mets have have had issues. Um, Jake DeGrom, his issues are more from just coming back from a long-term injury and finding his way back in. Max Scherzer, who's had an oblique issue, oblique, oblique on my side, is it's still affecting him. 
and he's going to say instead he said he had left side fatigue with that injury. Uh, and remember last year he kind of went that route in the playoffs too. Oh, I have fatigue. I can't. I can't play. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. So those are going to be things that we got to watch. And um, some of these bigger names that weren't there, we'll see how do they manage in. Um, how do they play in to add to these teams uh, that maybe they need them, maybe they don't, but uh, you know are big have been big parts of the team and just got injured at the wrong time. See if they're able to make it back. And, uh, and go from there. We'll, we'll take a little more of a look at that and see if anybody's affected, anybody gets injured, especially in these wild cards. Now, last week, Jana told you all about the uh, World Baseball uh, qualifiers. We saw Great Britain and Czech Republic get in. And then this last week, the Panama qualifiers happened, and Panama and Nicaragua both move on and they will be joining the other teams already in place, like Great Britain, Czech Republic, that have already earned their spot uh, in the World Baseball Classic. We will start seeing all that happen in March, right in the middle of uh, spring training. Uh, another uh, piece of information coming out of there, it looks like uh, on March 11th in Miami, you will see Yadier Molina, the freshly retired Yadier Molina, uh, coaching the Puerto Rico team. That's going to be fun because there's going to be a lot of pros and past pros coaching uh, a lot of these teams. Obviously, there'll be a lot of players uh, that are playing because we know that uh, the U.S. team is already pretty stacked uh, with Mike Trout being their captain. So as we talked about with the uh, playoffs, want to mention, too, a couple of droughts have been ended. Uh, the Phillies was a little shorter, only uh, they hadn't been to the postseason since 2011. It is the Seattle Mariners who break a really long drought. Last time they were in the playoffs was 2001. No team in any professional sport had gone that long without making the playoffs. So they find themselves in there, um, partially because of players like uh, Luis Torrens from Seattle, uh, who is a catcher, but they put him in the game because they just needed, you know, it was already a blowout. And he becomes the first player in Mariners history to earn a win, a position player to to earn a win as a pitcher. And then the next day he was catching. And, of course, there were some jokes there I heard uh, at different times about, well, if Shohei wants to keep up, he's going to have to pitch and catch in the same game. That's just what's got to happen. All right, and finally, before we... Uh, before I close up shop today, uh, Aaron Judge, we talked about him, uh, 62 to carry the Yankees for a lot of the season. He was definitely the reason they got where they got. He, can, he becomes the all-time American League season home run, uh, home run leader in a season with 62. Of course, he becomes the Yankees leader as well with uh with the 62 passing roger maris who did it back in 1961 and if you're interested in that there is a good movie called 61 that uh that talks about that and the the home run race between roger maris and mickey mantle now the interesting thing is while aaron judge was taking the spotlight garrett cole was secretly becoming the all-time strikeout leader for the Yankees. 
Uh, Ron Guidry had set the record of 248 back in 1978. Uh, Garrett Cole ends up uh, with 257 strikeouts on the season. Not only the uh, the leader in the AL, but is is the Yankees' new sh- strikeout leader. So he and Aaron Judge both solidify their place in Yankees lore uh, as uh, with uh, with league leading or team leading uh, historically uh, team leading. So let's take a, a look at uh, how the other uh, league leaders uh, ended up uh, or who, who walked away as the kings of the different uh, uh, categories. We talked about Aaron Judge not only leading the American League but also Major League Baseball with 62 home runs. It's Kyle Schwarber taking, on, taking the NL crown with 46 total home runs. Uh, Luis Arise uh, hits 316. Uh, to finish up the season and definitely denied Aaron Judge uh, a chance at the Triple Crown. Uh, we talked about it earlier, Jeff McNeil getting past uh, Freddie Freeman to with 320, uh, 326 batting average. Aaron Judge, Pete Alonzo, both with 131 RBIs to lead uh, the AL and the NL. Uh, stolen bases, I remember when you used to get 70, 80, 90, 100 stolen bases. This year, the AL stolen base leader, Jorge Mateo from Baltimore, 35, and John Birdie from Miami for the National League, and the MLB lead at 41, or the crown. Um, And then in pitching, it was uh, presumptive Cy Young Award winner, Justin Verlander, uh, with uh, 18 wins. Uh, Kyle Wright from the Braves uh, wins 21. Justin Verlander does take the uh, MLB and the AL ERA title with 1.75 ERA on the season, and Julio Urias at 2.16. Talked about uh, that, and um, I guess it's been since about 2016 when Zach Grinke had a 1.66 ERA. Julio's is the best since then. Justin Verlander, as far as his goes, and we talk about age, an age 39 season or older, only Cy Young himself had a lower ERA at the age of 41, uh, 1.26. We mentioned uh, Garrett Cole and his 257 strikeouts leading MLB and the American Leagues, plus the new Yankee strikeout leader uh, on a season. Corbin Burns for Milwaukee with 243 total strikeouts. Uh, Closer extraordinaire Emmanuel Classe from the Guardians heads into the playoffs on a high with 42 saves on the season. And then Kenley Jansen, uh, former Dodger, current Brave, going into uh, another postseason with a new team this time, uh, 41 saves. So now we can erase all those numbers, or we'll talk about them until after we get uh, all of the, uh, the voting out of the way for the postseason awards, and it'll be time to wipe those clean and start looking at next season. That's going to wrap up this edition of Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast. Thanks for hanging in there with me this week, running solo, uh, just a lousy single. That's all I was. Uh, but hopefully it was for a win, right? I drove in the the uh, winning run. 
Uh, Jana will be back with us next week as we talk only playoffs, what happened in the wild card, and what's going on uh, as we look at the NLDS and the ALDS. We'll also take a look at, um, you know, we'll get you up to date on any changes in staff, you know, any, you know, at this point we're going to start seeing, now that the season's over, we're going to start seeing, like I talked about Phil Nevin, they went ahead and signed him for next year. So there's no question about it. He's not waiting during the off season. What are we going to do? They keep him in the loop so they can start planning for next season. Will there be other managers who either uh, signed, uh, especially for the teams that uh, we knew were going to lose uh, managers and who will just get fired that we didn't expect or we hadn't heard about? Um, you know, makes you wonder too, what happens if, the Yankees fall short or any of these playoff teams will they uh, will they fire Aaron Boone let's say if they can't get anywhere um, you know they kind of kind of whimpered and uh, and didn't they played okay but they didn't play great down the stretch uh, didn't go out strong uh, so we'll see all of that we'll talk about all of that next week and once again find us on our social media Twitter at Sibling Rivalry BB without the A. Instagram at Sibling Rivalry BB with the A. Uh, the other one without. Twitter's without. Instagram with. We'll talk to you next week sharing all that information. And Jana will be back. We'll talk about what's uh, going on with her as well. So thanks for listening in. And don't forget to swing away. Yeah.